Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 272, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become known as that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And yes, I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. Now, this interview is part of our Industry Thought Leader podcast series, where I'm speaking to people to find out how they leverage their podcast along with their book in order to build their thought leadership. Now, some people have written their book first and then later on gone on to launch a podcast. But today I'm speaking with Tyler Wagner and Tyler is the founder at authorsunite.com as well as the host of the Business Blast podcast. Now on today's show, Tyler's going to share how to become a successful author, how to grow your business with a podcast and how to turn what you love into a profitable business. Lots of great, great content today. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Awesome. Thank you for having me. You are so very welcome. So just for everyone to give some con- get some context around uh, you, your business growth and so forth, to take us from where you started to where you are now, and then we'll kind of fill in all of the gaps of the, obviously, the action steps you took to get to where you are today. So where did Tyler Wagner start? What was the, the beginnings, if you will? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think it makes sense to start uh, in college, I guess. So I went to college uh, for accounting and I realized very quickly that that was not for me. Um, when I couldn't even pass accounting 101, that was kind of a sign, like that's not the right uh, subject for you. <laughs> so um, after a year and a half, I realized I was gonna drop out. Um, it took me two years before I actually did it. So I decided to drop out and I knew I wanted to do public speaking because I've yes. always been an extrovert. Uh, so I wanted to do that, but I'm a 20 year old drop out, debt, no expertise, like why would anybody pay me to speak? Mm -hmm. Then I spoke to some mentors and they said, the root word of authority is author. So if you write a book on a specific topic, then people will you know, view you as an expert in that topic mm -hmm. and then you can get paid to speak. So that's exactly what I did. Um, I wrote my first book called Conference Crushing and it teaches people how to network effectively at networking events. And uh, it ended up doing really well. And then I, exactly as my mentor said, I ended up getting hired to speak and actually I sold people um, on how to like coach them on how to maximize their ROI at events. Um, so then from there, what took off even quicker is people started asking me, 
um, how I was able to write and market my book. Mm -hmm. So then I built my company, Authors Unites. And then actually, it was only about nine months ago that I started the podcast. Yes. Wow. I love that. There's so many um, aspects of that inside. I'm going, yes, yes, yes. I mean, gone are the days, really, where you need to spend years and years and years at school learning. I mean, it's great. Some industries, absolutely. But what I love that you have done is you've taken knowledge and experience, and it's probably strengths I think that have been built up in you as a child what you've learned and just innate strengths that you've leveraged to be able to as you said you you wrote that book and then from that book you started to get speaking opportunities and then the speaking opportunities led to business and it, tell me one thing before we dive into to kind of um, sharing more about how to become a successful author. As you were going through the different steps and stages, did you feel like it was linear, that you were on track? Or is it only now that when you look back, you can join the dots and see, you know what, I'm glad I had a mentor and someone to guide me because otherwise I would have gone, you know, the journey would have taken me a lot longer. Or well, how's that panned out for you? Yeah, I mean, I say it's definitely more clear looking back, um, but a, a book, is, and this is just my experience, right? Like the book was really the foundation for everything Yes. because I just, I didn't know how I would be taken seriously in the marketplace as a 20 year old dropout with literally 80, $80,000 in debt when I dropped out of school. Yes. So like there was really no reason to, for people to like, trust that I was an expert in anything. Yeah. So like the book is what really did that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it definitely gave me direction. But I think without my mentors, I wouldn't have realized how to leverage the book. Yeah. Okay. Like I would have wrote it and kind of sat around and been like, okay, now success will come to me. And yes. that's really not how it works. There's a lot of things to do after the book is written as well. Yeah. Great, great point. And you know, something that you mentioned uh, about you've written the book for some people, particularly if they look at their own journey and story, and let's face it, when we do some self-reflection often, we have the bar so high, set so high, we look at what other people are doing. Comparison, you know, comparison syndrome can keep us stuck and that inner critic can stop us from even writing the book. So just share for people who are listening and watching today and, and the recording, of course, what were some of the things that you did to help you get past that stage of thinking, who am I to even write a book and think that I've got something to contribute? Is that something you struggled with? And how did you come overcome that? Um, I'd say kind of like, I, I'd say for me, like my back was against the wall. So like when I decided to drop out, I was lucky to have parents that did support my decision and, and they kind of gave me like a grace period. Yes. They're like, Hey, like we'll help you out a little bit financially. But if you don't start to like turn things into something soon, then you're going to go, you know, have to go back to school or get a job and figure it out. Yeah. So my back was kind of against the wall. So for me, instead of kind of being doubtful, I was kind of like, let me just do this and give it a try because I got nothing else. Yeah. You yeah. know, so what is there to lose? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, one thing I'd say for people that do have those doubts, though, is sometimes writing the book, and it's actually not sometimes, it's all the times, writing the book makes you an expert in the field. So mm. in the beginning, you should be an expert, but actually gathering all the information and putting it in, you know, in a formal book, just that process of analyzing the information and laying it out makes you an expert in the topic, mm. you know? So mm. even in the beginning, you feel a little unsure, except the fact that by the end of it, you are going to know so much because yes. you've literally spent months to years writing a book on it. So yeah. just the process itself 
makes you an expert. Yeah, so, so true. There's a couple of things I want to share before we can dive in into the the other aspects because I think uh, you've got so much wisdom and insights to share. And that is when you've got your back against the wall, you need to take action. So for those of you who are stuck, you need to burn your boats. You know that story where I don't know who it was, went to an island and then he said, we are not turning back. And we're not going to give ourselves an excuse. So we're going to burn the boats. So we have to make it work here. So um, you have to make it work. If you want to write a book, sit down and, and write that. Talk about a little bit about that now, how to become a successful author. One of the things that you said was go out and interview others or, or do your research. And through that process, absolutely, when you're living and breathing that content, it's something that very much, uh, I guess, adds value to what you already know. Uh, but what are some other things that people can be mindful of when they're thinking about writing a book? Oops, sorry, you froze for a second. What was the question? So the, so to become a successful author, what are some of the things people need to know about to ensure that they, if they put pen to paper or keys to yeah. finger, you know, keyboard, that they can become that successful author? What are some insights here? Yeah, for sure. So I, I break it into three parts. Um, it's acceptance, value, and impact. So I'll dive into each one. The yes. first one, why most people never finish writing their book is because they're trying to perfect the process instead of actually complete the process. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say the first step is just to accept the fact that your first draft is not going to be very good. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it might be horrible. And that's okay, though, because that's why you have professional editors out there. And what I actually tell people is you should literally write your book, not literally, but you should write your book backwards. Mm -hmm. Because what most people do is they try to come up with the title first, then the introduction, then the first chapter. And again, this goes back to perfecting the process. So they're trying to like write it in a formal way and they never finish because they're like being so hard on themselves to get it right the first time. Yeah. And artistry is messy, you know, like that's the way it is. So what you should actually do first step is like get, do a mind map. So get everything out of your head uh, on a piece of paper and then start to organize those items into separate chapters and still mm -hmm. not putting them in order, but just like separate blog posts, if you will. Yes. Then write separate pieces. And what's funny is when you do that, the order will naturally come to you after you've written them all because mm -hmm. you've been in the work. Then you put it in order. Then you do conclusion, introduction, and then the title actually comes last. And again, what's funny is the title kind of naturally comes to you after you've written the entire book. Yes. So that's the first part, just acceptance that the process is messy and the first draft's going to not be good. And mm -hmm. if you can accept that, it'll allow you to finish and then revise. And then at the end, you'll have a good, uh, good product. Yeah. Um, second part is... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that's brilliant, brilliant. Really helps us get out of that perfection mode and get that content out there. And for some of us, we may surprise ourselves and go, oh, my goodness, I actually knew more than I thought I did and the compilation of other content too. So the next step I think you said was value? Yeah, value. So this you know, might seem to be kind of common sense, but I, I just emphasize it like, like a truly successful book, the best uh, type of marketing is word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So what you should do is like, you know, and we, my company mostly focuses on um, business and personal development books. So a lot of these people have businesses, they're using the book as a tool to grow their business. Mm -hmm. So you want to write a book to a target audience, right? Specifically like people that would probably be interested in your business services, whatever they may be, and provide as much possible value as you can in that book. Mm -hmm. So much so that it's remarkable, which means like uh, worth remarking upon. Yeah. 
Yes. And because I'm sure you can uh, relate to this, like if a friend or not even a friend, even if you just see somebody you don't even know on Facebook or whatever, LinkedIn, they post and they say, this book changed my life. You have to read it. Mm. Most of us don't even second guess. We just go buy that book. Yeah. So like most book purchases are made not from like you researching books on like topics. Most of them are made from you hearing about how impactful the book was for someone else. And then you don't think twice and you just go buy it. Yeah. So I think a lot of people with marketing, they kind of get too much in their head and they don't want to give it all away. So they only give a little and then they're like, yo, you got to opt in for more, which is okay. Like you mm -hmm. can do that. But what I follow more is the Gary Vaynerchuk way of doing things mm -hmm. and just giving it all so much so that it like blows their mind and the only thing they can do is spread it to other people yeah so second part is value yes. um and then the third part is impact which has to do with marketing so you know the bestseller lists mm -hmm. and things of that nature basically you know to become a bestseller what you want to do is have all your marketing efforts come together and land on one day so you get a huge spike of sales in one day Mm -hmm. then that'll shoot your book up to the top of the ranks. Mm -hmm. That's how we've gotten people above, like, you know, the book, The Alchemist. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so, like, we've gotten uh, one of our author's bestseller in front of that book, but then it doesn't stop there, right? That That's just one part. Then after that, you have to continue to market, right? And you mm -hmm. have to do, there's, like, Amazon ads. That'll help you with book sales. And then, like, a sales funnel with Facebook ads to it. That'll mm -hmm. help you to, like, grow your actual business outside of the book. Yeah. So with those three elements, um, and this is really the best way I found to explain it is how you can really become a successful author and becoming a successful author goes beyond just the book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the back end. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you mentioned, uh, Tyler, that with the podcast eight or nine months ago, I think you started uh, your podcast. So what was it that, I mean, obviously the, the world is talking about podcasting, so that might have prompted you, but did you see that this was now a natural progression into getting more visibility? What was the, the reason that prompted you to start a podcast? So there was a couple things in mind, but really the first one being like, a, you know, an extrovert, I love connecting with people. Like right now what we're doing, like, I love this, yes. you know, like being alone and writing. I don't like that. Yes. <laughs> so this is what I like. So with Authors Unite, I've been running that for five years now. I built systems in it that I don't really need to be as involved in business as I used to be. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of free time and I was like, you know, I've been really wanting to start a podcast. Let me try it out. I found Anchor. I'm not yeah. sure if you've heard of Anchor before. Yes um anchor.fm and that made it really easy mm -hmm. um so then in the past like nine months i've almost interviewed a thousand people actually they're short episodes yeah um but i and i found that i do i i love it so yeah, it was yeah. more for fun but it did turn into a business growth mechanism as well yeah it's interesting that you should say that you're an extrovert so you love speaking to people that way i'm actually an introvert i'm an extroverted introvert which means okay. I, I joke to my husband i say if I, i've had too much peopling today I get exhausted, you know, introverts, we, we uh, recoup our energy by being on our own. So silence and, and, and being on my own for me is just absolute bliss. For you, you probably go nuts, you climb the wall. Well, I can say I can relate to that though. Like yeah. on the days that I do my podcast, like I'll batch them. So yes. I'll do like 15 to 20 in one day, Yeah, which is like crazy, you know? So like after that, I don't want to talk to anyone. No, it's I just like my couch or whatever be done <laughs> so I can relate yeah yeah absolutely so let, let's just um, dive in a little bit deeper to that so you say your podcasts are shorter interviews that what typically is the length 
Uh, they range anywhere from five to 15 minutes. Yeah, fabulous, fabulous. So yeah, and so when you started uh, the, the podcast, you said you, you kind of went out there and, and did you have a, an idea on what you wanted to talk about? Like, did you have a bit of a framework that you said, when I'm talking to people, these are the kind of questions and, and information that I want to get out of them and to share with my community? I did actually, yeah, and, th and those questions ended up changing at about about like episode two hundred. I started to really get the questions down to what I thought was producing the best uh, content from the interviewee. Yes, uh, but really the main premise is I ask like, what's your number one piece of business advice? What's the number one thing we should know about your industry? What's the key to happiness? Those are three out of the eight questions I ask. Yeah, so they're pretty like deep like yeah. questions. I feel. So the whole point is to get as much value as possible as quick as possible. Yeah. And so when you started doing those and you started to see, okay, and shape and really hone, these are the questions that really get to the information that I want to share with my community. How did you start seeing it impacting on your business? What were some of the noticeable things that you started to see through uh, implementation of your podcast? A few things. So I say, I mean, I believe in the quote, your network is your net worth. So just this year, just this year alone now, I think we're at episode like 970. Yeah. So like, you know, it's a thousand new friends, honestly, you know, so like, that's crazy. That's opened up doors that I would have never thought were possible, you know. Um, so just just a networking, unbelievable opportunity. Um, second thing is that, you know, a lot of people want to write books. So I'm mm -hmm. actually interviewing a lot of people that are good potential clients for myself. So mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot of clients from it as well, just from like natural networking. After I interview them, they mm -hmm. realize what I do. We communicate, we're friends at that point, And then they just kind of organically become a client. Yes. Um, and then I'd say the last part is like, you know, when somebody's on a podcast, like, you know, this, I'm going to promote this out to my people. Yeah. So I, not everybody does that, but out of the 970, let's just say, even if only 60% of them share it with their network, Yes. you know, that's over 500 people that have shared my podcast with their social network yeah know, so. absolutely you know i'm impressed i i added up my my interviews over about 30 minutes and some of them go a little bit longer because if someone is uh yeah sharing something it's it's kind of like that's really interesting i'm quite naturally curious so i i can talk all day yeah. about something so sometimes i think what's the time but uh, I, I calculated, I've only done, well, compared to your almost 1,350 episodes in some weeks, if you think back to back for half an hour or more, um, it can be exhausting. But I love what you've said because it's so true. And this is why I'm mentioning that. The relationships, and, and here's one of the things that I want to stress for a lot of people who are in business. As we know, networking is about relationships first. And the time that you spend in nurturing, giving, sharing, providing as much value as you can, I think is going to determine the, the success of the relationship. And success is going to mean everything that's quite different to others. But if you've shared something or shared a resource or connected people in your network who've gone on to support one another and do business, I think that that really is a testament to you know who you are and where you want to be and, and to contribute to the world. Similarly, if you're thinking about writing a book or a podcast, if you think about how am I going to get money out of this, how am I going to do this, I think when we go with that mindset, we've missed the whole opportunity. Would you would you say that that's true? Is that something that you find? 
Absolutely. Well, and I mean, really the joy is found in the process, Yeah. you know, and that's the thing when we're trying to perfect the book or we're trying to monetize the podcast on our first episode, it takes away from the actual learning and the joy of doing it. So it's like, I just dove in and I would honestly say like my first like 200 episodes out of the almost thousand are like, they're good, but like, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I failed 200 times let's say, to get 800 good ones, mm -hmm. you know, and I just accepted it. So I think sometimes it's good to have a plan, but sometimes we over plan and we never actually just do. Yes. And sometimes doing and it being messy, it ends up working itself out. Yeah. I, I think what you also, um, if we look at what your progress was, you had already a successful business. And so, you know, you, you, sometimes, as you say, if you're looking at how's this going to integrate, you have to get out there first and, and try that out and see really what the market uh, is is uh, wanting and desiring. And of course, yourself too, because as the host, you need to be interested in the people that you're interviewing and the content. Because, uh, I mean, if, you, you know, especially if you're doing video, you don't want that bored kind of stare on your face as you're talking to someone for sure. So yeah. that, that's really important. So let's talk about now we've got your book, you've got your podcast, how to turn what you love into a profitable business. What One of the mistakes that you said earlier was people think I'm going to write my book, I'm going to write my pod or start my podcast, people will come. That's going to be severely disappointing if you use that strategy. So what are some things that we need to do to be able to turn what we love into a profitable business? Well, you know, I think it's it's really simple and it, and it goes with the story, you know, kind of my whole life story up to this point is like just sitting down and thinking about what do you really enjoy doing where like you don't even think about time, mm -hmm. you know? So like for me, I actually, I'll be honest, I didn't enjoy writing the book really. Like it was very difficult for me, but I knew I wanted to do public speaking, which is something I really enjoy. So I was able to get through that mm -hmm. to, because I knew at the other end there was something you know, joyful, that was also profitable. Yes. So I think if you want to be successful, you have to like what you do, you mm. know, we've all heard this, but I think it goes back to that mindset of like, we think so much about profits, money, that we don't realize that if you are only focused on the money, but it's not something you enjoy, mm -hmm. inevitably, you're going to hit a ceiling. Yes. It just, it always happens. So for me, like I love helping people with books because it changed my life and I know the impact it has on others. So through the tough times, it's not tough because I'm like, I know how much impact it's going to have on this person's life. So I'm able to push through. So I think it's really just sitting down, getting quiet in your head and really thinking about what do I love to do? Like write a list mm -hmm. and then next to that, be like, how can I turn these things into something profitable? Yes. And then, you know, and then match up your favorite, you know, two or three and go at it and try. Mm -hmm. And then you'll eventually you know, through trial and error, one will take you. Yeah. Um, There's two questions I want to ask. The first one is, looking back and I think hindsight is one of the greatest uh, teachers that we can have. Would you do anything different knowing what you know now? Good question. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no right now. Just, I mean, there's obviously like mistakes that I, that I made, but I, if I didn't make them, I maybe you wouldn't, I wouldn't be, be who you are today. Right yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with, with what I would have maybe dropped out of school earlier. <laughs> okay, yeah. Now, now something that you mentioned, and I'd love some insights on this because, uh, you know, and, and this is something that I had to live through and it took me a long time to accept that failure 
actually celebrate them because one and, and you said I'm so glad you said you know what I wouldn't change anything because I'm absolutely the a firm believer in that too every single challenge that you've overcome particularly for people who want to position themselves as thought leaders the journey that we have walked and overcome the insights that we've learned and the character that's shaped in us is something that we can then go and share as an insight and inspiration to others as they're walking the, the journey as well so when you think about that then what would be um, some things that you've now learned to be able to do when you're implementing something do you have like a time frame or some kind of indicators that you think you know what I've been doing this for a little while I need to shift because something's not working you need to tweak something because that's just part of business but for some people they don't shift and they think it, it, it they just turn it on themselves and say you know what I must be a failure Our business is not for me but that's just part of entrepreneurship launch something don't fail quick so what what have you done and what do you continue to do when you launch something and you think you know what I'm going to give it X amount of time and if it's not working I'm going to shift how does that play out for you yeah you know I, I could maybe be a little more methodical about it, but I, I honestly just allow myself to fail. Yeah. Like, cause failing is a part of success, right? I mean, it just is. So for me with the podcast, I didn't put like a time limit on it or anything. I was just like, you know, try it. If you get sick of it, then stop, you yeah. know, don't do it anymore. If, it, if you like it and it's working for all the reasons that you want to do it, then keep going. Now, I do have like a marketing team, right? And they do like track everything. So mm. when we have our sales funnels and our Facebook ads, that's a little bit more strategic, right? Like, yes. you know, you try a Facebook ad and you see if it's working, if it's not, then turn it off. If the other ones are working, you, mm -hmm. you know, boost them even more. So like in that way, yes, right? Like you keep testing and then mm -hmm. you figure out what works and what doesn't. But I think when it comes to big things, like not just ads and funnels, Mm -hmm. but actual like full like i'm gonna do a podcast yes i just let myself go with it yeah. and if it if it works it works if it doesn't then i let it go yeah can you see that that's the same principle or, or system if you will that you use with your book or were there some other things that you considered as you were launching that book and writing it no so that and i guess it's kind of natural like it was kind of natural for me right and i noticed through helping so many people with it that it wasn't for a lot of other people like with the book, I just was like, I'm going to write this. I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I kind of just like allowed it to be very messy. And then I had a rough draft. And I remember, and this is kind of funny, I gave it to my editor and she's like a good friend of mine. And me and her were laughing. And like, we both agreed it was like a third grader had written it. Like yeah. it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it, And I'm serious. It was bad. I, I'm not the best writer. But then she transformed it into like this amazing book. Like you will not believe what an editor can do for your book. So with that, and then the same thing with the marketing, I didn't know how to launch a book. I just went online, gathered a bunch of research mm -hmm. and was like, okay, I'm going to do all this mm -hmm. and I'm going to track what things have the best outcomes. And then I'll know for next time that these things I don't have to waste time on because they didn't produce results. Yes. These things I'll do again because they produce results, but I tried all of them mm -hmm. to figure that out. You yeah. know? So again, it was just like, just try it yeah. and then you'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, some people are, are listening and watching, of course, and you know, the trial and error that you've gone through, you can actually go back. I love that you've now created a business, a successful business, teaching the steps that you had to go through. So you obviously now are taking away the heartache, taking away the trial and error, because you've got now a system to be able to help people go from idea 
drafting a manuscript, getting it, you know, professionalized, if you will, if that's such a word, by an editor and, and then out there. Um, and so sometimes that whole journey itself becomes the business. I think so many of people, they don't realize that they're sitting on, you know, million dollar businesses, but it's what's in here that's keeping them stuck. One question I'd love to ask for you, this is something that I'm finding from a lot of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial traits. We get ideas, we you know, we jump into action because we're just passionate about it. And then the next little thing distracts us. I don't know, is that something that you find? You get distracted by different things. And what do you do to remain really focused? I, I used to in the beginning, of like entrepreneurship, like I was, you know, shiny object syndrome, right? Yes. So, and I think a lot of people go through this because there's so much opportunity. You can have an abundance of opportunity mm -hmm. and then you never see one thing all the way through. And I think for me, is just something to remember. Some of the most successful companies have like one product, you know, yeah. like they're so focused, like Coca-Cola app. Now Apple has like other products and so does Coca-Cola, but their, their main thing mm -hmm. was one thing, a computer, you know? Yeah. So like, that's what I always try to remind myself. So for me, like with Authors Unite, we it's all about books, you know, so everything is book based. And then with, um, with the podcast, right, it's, you know, it's me interviewing people. Yes. And those are my two main things. Now I, I do investments and other stuff like that, but I don't allow myself to get pulled in other directions anymore. And it's just because I know what I have is working and yeah. it's exciting to see how far I can grow it. So I think it's like, once you have momentum, I think it's easier to stick to it. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you don't have momentum, you're almost like trying to grab hold of anything that could have potential. Yes. So that, that's what I'd say. I'd be like, get that momentum and just shut everything out. And then, you know, the focus kind of starts to take care of itself. Yeah, so true. And I love that you mentioned about momentum. What I've done over the years, my background has always been service-based businesses, start off in careers as a career consultant for, for many, many, many years. And that was actually when I started my first podcast back in 2008 in the career industry. That was when the global financial crisis hit. I don't know if you can remember uh, it back then. But one of the things that I have found through the, the last, you know, kind of um, couple of decades in working with service-based businesses is that often they give up before they built that momentum and that's why it feels hard all the time because they're for always continuously trying to start something and that's exhausting and the more you do that the more it can deflate you know your self-esteem and it's like ah oh. but uh, and then there's so many stories who were focusing on that one thing going to do it again do it again and then the 50th time the 100th time then all of a sudden 101 or whatever it is it really took off. So uh, sometimes you've really got to believe in, in that thing. So what's next for Tyler Wagner? What, what kind of do you have on the horizon uh, coming up? Yeah, it's simple. More, uh, I guess, three things, right? More books, so helping more people with their books, more interviews. And then, um, you know, with the, how it all started is uh, public speaking. Yes. So just kind of naturally, my public speaking career has been growing because you know, interviewing a thousand people, you start to get, you know, a big network and people invite you to speak. Yes. Um, and then with the success of more authors that we help more people, you know, want to have me speak because they're like, yo, this guy's helped a lot of people with books. So yeah. I think those are my three main things in the near future. Yeah, fantastic. So Tyler, share a little bit more about how people can connect with you. And then of course, how people can listen and subscribe to your podcast. For sure. So first thing, you know, as you said earlier, authorsunite.com. I have actually 
If you go there, I have a free case study that will teach you exactly those uh, three steps to become a successful author that we spoke about. And then second is the podcast. So iTunes, Business Blast Podcast, uh, and you can check it out there. Yeah, fantastic. Well, look, thanks so much for coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>